They said he was a pinch too early, but hilarious. Oh my god. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> But yeah, how's everybody doing? I hope you're doing good, man. This is a, I'd like to welcome you all to the second episode of a Pinch Two Urban podcast. I was listening to the first one. I sounded like rigid and, and timid on that, so I need to speak closer into the microphone, like Buster Rhymes in the, in the basement with Big Tigger in them. Rap City days, like the young kid, they, they don't know nothing about that. Rap City, 106 and Park. Y'all don't, y'all don't remember when BET was good. Like, you know, whites have infiltrated BET when they played Roots during Christmas. I'll never forget that. I was so upset. But yeah, man, I'd I like to welcome you all to the second episode of a Pinch to Urban podcast. We are live and direct. Hold on, let me set the timer because this one is only going to be 30 minutes. Okay, and we going. But yes, uh, first one is available on Anchor Instagram. I just created a, uh, Instagram page, a pinch to urban, a pinch to urban. That's it. That's, that's the name of the Instagram handle. Follow me on there. Um, I'll be letting you know future dates and events that I have. Um, I'm tapping in. A couple of you have reached out to me and told me, you know, different topics of what the kids should talk about and everything. Let's go back to the post. Um, I hope everyone is registered to vote if you haven't voted already. Uh, we do have a black, uh, justice, uh, available, like a black judge that is running. Her name is uh, Monique Centennial. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Monique Centennial. Um, black lady, black judge. Um, that's, that'll be great for the community. I do apologize. I don't know a lot about her history and her politics, but I mean, a black woman. As a judge, I would, I would imagine that that's good. You know what I mean? So if you're looking for somebody black to vote for, you got Monique Centeno. Um, said somebody would say retaining, retaining Monique Centeno and how ridiculous her opponent is. I'm not saying that. First of all, I don't know who her opponent is and who am I to judge? Give it to God. Judge for you will not be, ju- hold on. My Bible reading is rusty. You know that Bible scripture. Excuse me. Um, another, another one. Vote. I mean, Voting, as I said in the first one, make sure you guys are go go vote, man. Like seriously, like because the the people that you put into place in the Congress, they help decide the policies to help the community. Like you want to get with like minded individuals and understand and study this crap, man. Um, legalization of marijuana, as you know, I've been pushing that since day one. It's a lot of beneficial things, not just for me and my generation. But think about your grandmother who has cataracts and glaucoma chronic pains there's a chronic for that pain tap in come on now tell somebody this is the la- this uh on the next couple episodes i'm definitely have a guest because this is weird just talking to the mic i talked I, I mean if you know me I, I, i've talked to myself a lot um i'm some call me psychotic some call me a genius whatever but um yeah i do talk to myself a lot so this is right up my alley i don't know why i didn't make a podcast long time ago so yeah thank you for those who have tapped in and have shared it already Got people from Kansas City, California, Texas already just tapping in, man. It's amazing. Um, Halloween is coming up. It's like Halloween. I'm going to be Marvin Gaye for Halloween. Okay, I'm got me a denim jacket, put some little bejewels on it, get the fisherman hat. Trouble, man. Yeah, shout out to Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye was an interesting individual, man. Like, I... I... 
I admired his career. Like, if you look deeper into his career, I would love to see a biopic with Marvin Gaye. That would be amazing because he did a lot of intricate things. He he was dating the sister of uh, Barry Gordy for a long time. He had an older woman fetish, younger woman fetish. Um, but he's one, one of the greatest voices of all time. He was unfortunately shot down by his father um, on his, like the day before his birthday with the gun that he gave his father. The irony in that is crazy. Uh, but I'm a huge Marvin Gaye fan, man. Um, another thing. Shout out to Black Soul. He said, uh, the impact local artistry could have slash is having on the culture in the city. That's ill. Shout out to Black Soul on that topic right there. That's, that's an ill topic right there. The impact local artistry could have versus is having. Um, I implore the power, the powers that be to, to get rejuvenated in the new talent and just to, to remain critical on what's good and what's bad. But I just need to make sure that the powers that be are woke and, and, and paying some kind of attention and have some kind of current radar for the new talent. Cause there's a lot of dope new talent happening out here, man. Like, sorry to flex, but I have to. This is my platform, but. I did sell out a show at Vorshay's last Thursday, myself with the name of the marquee, um, over close to about 200 tickets. So that Vorshay's last week, Thursday, on a Thursday night during a pandemic, with patience and preparation and promotion, that was an alliteration, shout out to T.I., um, we were able to do that. We were able to do that, man. And, and, and it's going to yield a lot of other opportunities and this local artistry that the presentation, the showcasing of the artistry that night was incredible. These are all artists that I respect, that I'm fans of. Shout out to everyone that was a part of it. Shout out to uh, Black Soul, as I already mentioned, poet Chris Hill, one of the illest. He's he's like a like how rappers say Scarface is a is the rapper's rapper. Like Black Soul is the poet's poet. I call him like the Scarface, the rapper Scarface of poetry. Cause like you may dig poetry, but like nine times out of ten, whoever you like that's a poet here, they probably like him. He's a very dope individual as well. Um, shout out to Lindsay Cotton, my girl, my auntie, play auntie is my mama's best friend. So if I wanted to get with that, you know, it wouldn't be frowned upon, but I won't do that because that's my baby. Um, very, incredible poet herself you will leave titillated and aroused by her performances a local incredible talented woman um uh the paris the, his uh facebook name i think it's the lee lee pets niggas government name be tearing me up leela paris Payne. shout out to him uh talented brother himself talia gray another singer these are artists who were on my show last last week by the way, my sold out show, these are all artists that perform. Um, um, who else? Uh, Jeremy Rush. Like I said, a lot of people would give, where were giving me flack for putting a white guy on the show. First of all, it's my shit. I can put whoever I want on my joint. And if you would just take, just, just pay some close attention, you will understand that he's a very funny brother. And, um, he, he most definitely is. He was definitely helped with the plug. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, he invited me to a show he had, I think about two years ago, almost two years ago. He invited me just to come and just on a hub mug because he fucked with me. He just invited me to perform. The performance went great. 
the owner of the place liked it and that led to this opportunity so you know what i mean so and he's a dope dude he's like he's he's my og in this but um the local artistry definitely has a firm hand on the city one local artist that i love is uh, samuel david sam thompson he was unfortunately able, not able to come to the shows like uh, family issues but he had, he was definitely one of the first that bought a ticket and i'm a huge fan of his um he believes in himself he takes himself very seriously um he didn't perform but i just had to shout out sam big sam shout out big sam um and you know the the host for my show deonde mr 316 he been holding it down for comedy as well longer than i've been i think about 10 years and um and myself you know what i mean i'm I talking about everybody else but my but myself you know what i mean i've done some very integral things and I know a lot of dope people. Um, shout out uh, Dave Caveman Rickles. I, I was hanging out with him Tuesday night. You can check us out on uh, Big Will and the, the Big Will and Esteban show through Facebook and Spotify. There's a podcast I was invited to Tuesday night, and um, and they were like, "Do you know Caveman Rickles?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, that's my nigga." I was like, "He came, he came to one of my shows. Like the uh, COVID brought us together. The Corona brought us together. He had a, a, a fight scheduled." I think uh, in March, it was like March 14th, and because of COVID, it got closed down. It was supposed to be an interest bank arena. And um, he ended up coming, and it was an amazing event. And, you know, we got pictures together, and then we were able to do a podcast together. We both um, guests Tuesday, and it went so well that we will be appearing again doing a part two next Tuesday there. So tune in to the Big Will and Esteban show next Tuesday on Facebook. I'll go live. I'll do a watch party. Everything it was just dynamic. It was incredible. Um, local artistry, man. That like local artistry could definitely have a firmer hand because the people, because we have the support, we have a lot of support. But I just, as I find, as I'm inclining, uh, there's still a lot of people who are discovering me, even though I've been at it. I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. I've been at it for six years. A lot of people are discovering me and what I do. And even though I've been at it, they still like, oh, I just, I, I just seen them. It's my first time seeing them, motherfucker. It was a whole bunch of people at the show last Thursday who that was their first time seeing me. So I think it's just a matter of imploring and challenging and, and, and challenging the powers that are being holding them accountable. Um, shout out to Royce, um, Hitman, Carla, uh, Rello, Vibe. Um, these are all just a uh, legit flavor, Chris and Janae, you know what I mean? These are people that I know I respect and they respect me. Um, very influential individuals out here in Wichita. So it's a lot, a lot of talent here. Thank you, Black Soul, for that, uh, for that subject matter. Absolutely. Um, local artistry definitely has a presence and an impact on the city, but it could have a much greater presence if more people paid attention. But anyway, um, I wish these masks were fart proof. I wish they could defect, deflect fart smells because I'm sick of a funk penetrating and infiltrating my nose when I got this mask on. Because like, if the mask is no match against poots, then we, we ain't got a shot against the COVID. You know what I mean? If, if it's not protecting me against flatulence, then I, I'm I'm not safe against this virus. But whatever. Another thing going on for myself. Like I said, you can check me out next Tuesday on the Big Will and Esteban show and I'll be recording another uh, podcast episode Tuesday 7pm I'll go live watch party blah 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 um, I was booked again I'm, I'm, I do have another gig coming up next month 
Um, I am emceeing at the Looney Bin. I just secured that yesterday. Um, I probably won't be emceeing for too long. I'm on headline of vibe, but they're like I said, they're still catching on. Um, I will be emceeing at the Looney Bin uh, November 19th, 20th, and 21st. That's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for the comedian Drew Thomas. Brother, I think it said he's from Jamaica. Let me make sure. He's the headliner. Let me make, I will be pumping it again every week. I'll be talking about a comedian, Drew Thomas. Let's say what's up, homeboy. Comedic stylings. Hold on, he ain't got a Wikipedia page just yet. He's on the come up like me. Anyway, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, I was right. Okay. Originally from Kingston, Jamaica, he migrated here as a kid at nine years old, um, adjusting to New York culture. He's been on Last Comic Standing, season six and nine. Uh, he's on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Um, I may see about having him on the podcast in the future before we do our show. That would be dope, too. That would be a dope person. He's headlining the joint at the Looney Bin. Like I said, November 19th, 20th, 21st. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, next month. I think that's the week before Thanksgiving. I'll be emceeing there at the Looney Bin. That's my next gig. And I'm working on my next headlining gig. It's going to be a Vorshe. It's going to be on a Saturday. Not sure which side. It's going to be at a Saturday in December. I'm going to do two shows. And uh, when I get that secured, I will let you guys know. Uh, for the Looney Bin show for Mr. Thomas. Hold on. Let me see how much the tickets are. Hold on. Link's not working. Damn. No, link ain't working. Never mind. Okay. We are live, people. Forgive me. Um how we doing on time? Okay. Alright, good. I'm gonna keep it at 30. I'm gonna keep it at a nice little little family matters episode. It's 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes. I ain't gonna keep it too long. Uh what else is going on? Man, got a new gig, new connections, new dope things happen. I have merchandise available, people. Shout out Angelo Garibaldi, Humble Greatness Studios. For helping me put a promo video together. Um, it is available on my Facebook. It should be on my Instagram soon. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter is I am Kiwan Moses minus the apostrophe. Take out the apostrophe. Don't hurt yourself. But, um, I was looking at, I've been looking at, um, there was a video that, uh, Sarah has sent me. Shout out Sarah. Um, I won't say your last thing. I won't, I'm gonna stop trying to blast people because I don't really want, like, yeah, I don't want to expose people who may not want to be exposed. But anyway, I was in the video about, um, think, uh, the comedian or since I don't know what he, his name is DeVell. And there was a, a, a podcast and interview that he did with his wife. And they were talking about monogamy and how women force monogamy on the man and they force marriage on the man and all of this crap and I'm like I, I like he he does have a point 9 times out of 10 the woman is the first person to want monogamy in the relationship but fellas you got to understand shit it, she's getting a lot of more penis invites than we getting badge invites you know what I'm saying but I I I, I always talk about this too I mean women have been turning down dicks since they was 13 or maybe even before then they've been learning and practicing the art and act of saying no thank you you know what i mean like dick has been offered to them in so many obscure metaphoric ways 
in so many different shapes and forms by different men of different ages and so they are they have perfected it so she's 30 now and she's been saying no to dick since he was 13 she's perfected it like for fellas shit like myself i just got this beard i got this beard for christmas last year i got it for december december i got this beard and i lost weight last year last summer you know what i mean and i lost 40 pounds last summer and you know and and inadvertently by the grace of by the grace of god uh, hold on excuse me Uh, by the grace of god my career has been on the incline as well so like all these things have coincided properly to to create like a pyroclastic effect on me and the young ladies out here you know i'm after fighting them off with a stick but i'm learning how to turn it down i don't know how to turn i I turned pussy down for the first time like a couple weeks ago it felt weird to me i didn't even know what that was like that was strange i was like no thank you you know what i mean because after many years it's stuck in the friend zone like trying to get out the friend zone is trying to like figure out a rubik's cube while you're on acid in the dark like it's next to impossible to figure that shit out but when you popping that mike, <laughs> mike jones mentality kicks in and they look at you a little different they resurrect you out of the friend zone that shit is crazy but like i said this that was just the past years so two years of kicking it you know what i mean it's been two years of buddy love not even two years i was sherman clump for a long time i was in the friends oh kiwan bless your little heart i wasn't getting pussy like that it was you know what i mean so women y'all have a completely different perspective on us and sex and all of that you know what i mean like so y'all just have better experience y'all deeper the force is stronger with you guys when it comes to saying no but I'm not saying that's an excuse. And, and to go back to DeVille and what he's saying, women forcing monogamy on the man. Like, they may force it on us, but y'all got to understand it's hard for them, too. Shit. Like, when you pop, especially right now with social media and everything. Like, shit, they want their body count to be lit, too. They don't want to die with just one dick. Like, they, you know what I mean? They don't want to die with just, they only been with one person. You know what I mean? They want a lit body count. Like, when I like when I talk about my body count, I'll be like, I want it to be like documentary 30 for 30 type shit. Like, I want to, I want like documentary, like Kiwan was slamming. You know what I mean? Like, he had a prime. He had an era like, like the Bulls or like Bad Boys, uh, Detroit Pistons or something. Like, I want, I want it to be discussed. In a historic manner, you know what I mean. I want to be able to discuss with my grandkids, and they be like, "Grandpa, you was doing that?" Like, hell yeah, I'm trying to, take, you know what I'm saying? So, I do agree with Devell's perspective of saying that women do push monogamy on us. They initiate it or require it first, and they, they, they get tired of that whole shacking up thing, like crapping where you eat. Like, you can't have the cheese, can't have the milk without buying the cow and all of that shit. But I mean, at the end of the day, you got a choice. Everybody got choices. The male and the woman got choices at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So get an understanding with one another. Get some clarity. You know what I mean? Um, I'm single Pringle. I'm single deluxe. I'm single supreme and, and happy while doing it. You know what I mean? Unless sometimes, you know, I get lonely. You can only watch so much Netflix and Amazon Prime by yourself. You know what I mean? Like you want some, some companion, but, um, it be, it be married couples like that or like I know like some married people may fuck around on one another or whatever and side dudes side girls not standing in a place like this it's a turbulent time that we are living in and social media be snitching on us and shit and 
showing each other's location. That's what it is. So many people on Snapchat are upset with me because I just stay on ghost mode. I was like, what? Why can't I see where you at? Cause that ain't none of your business. I don't understand how y'all are out here in these streets and just letting your Snapchat just expose where you are. Like Snapchat will tell you when motherfuckers are driving on what side of town. No, I will remain on ghost mode unless it's an emergency. If you see me on there, I've been kidnapped. I just want you to know if you see my location on Snap, I've been kidnapped. You understand me? So, Snap in my Snapchat is a KJN Moses eight nine six nine. I should have chose a smaller handle. KJN Moses eight nine six nine on the Snap. Um, but yeah, man, it's just crazy, man. Um, I'll be watching. I've been watching a few older shows, like shows I watched as a kid. And watching them again on Netflix, because you know they've been putting a lot of our black classics back on. And um, uh, Moesha was one of them. Moesha, Mo, Brandy was bad as hell, bad, spoiled. Pops work at a dealership, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna get my own car." Like, what the fuck is wrong? That she was spoiled, unruly. Like I could understand, you know, she had a hard life because her mama died, but that didn't give you a right. Like, yo, you were taken care of. Ray J ruined the series, by the way. Like, Ray J should have not been on it. If Ray J wouldn't have been on it, it would have been better. He ruined it. He just ruins everything he touches. Anyway. Um, Saturn. I was like, why couldn't Pops have worked out? He couldn't have got transferred to a better. Yeah, I would have roasted Pops, too. I was like, out of all the dealerships, fam, you couldn't work at Toyota or Audi or Benz. Why you got to work at Saturn? Like, that's terrible. Um, and that was, that was messed up. That, I mean, that was a good show. Uh, Moesha was fast. She was a skeezer, Loki. She had holes at Crenshaw High and at the little Bridgewood little prep school. She had holes at the party. They came to the party at the same time. She's like, Ugh, and they like fighting over the cake and shit. And then they left her to go play the game. It was a lot going on. RIP, RIP a lot of people on that show, though. A lot of people from that show. Legendary no longer here with us. Um, RIP Yvette Wilson played Endell on the show. RIP Lamont Wilson. Um, I don't, I don't think they have this. I don't think they're related, but uh, the guy that played Hakeem, he died. The guy that played Ohaji, Merlin Santana, RIP. Um, and RIP, the greatest of all time, Mr. Bernie Mac, who played Uncle, what was his name? I'm tripping. Excuse me. Was it Bernie? Wasn't it Bernie? Yeah, it was Bernie. Excuse me. Uncle Bernie on the show. I'm tripping. R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Lots of it's sad. It's bittersweet watching that show because it's like four of them are gone now. And um, then I watched the Parkers after that. Like they didn't have to make Kim the character who played Kim so retarded, like so dumb. Because you know, because she wasn't that dumb in Moesha. Like she had her shit together. She'd be checking people. She was on the cheerleading squad. Like she wasn't that bad. Like you know, uh, the Parkers. Mm, mm, mm. I can relate to, to situations like that. I can relate to Miss Parker's situation. And, you know, like, cause her, her pursuing Professor Ogilvy just, just, just desperately and just not, and just taking no as a light suggestion. I've been there. I've been there at a point in my life. I haven't always been sexy, people. I have had a moment or two in my life where, you know, restraining order wasn't filed but like i'm sure she contemplated it you know what i mean like i've i've been persistent almost too persistent at times so i can understand and relate to miss parker's plight to nikki's plight 
Shit, there's been times in my life where family has lived with me too, so I can relate to her moving in with Kim and all that shit. That, you know, that gave me PTSD in a sense, because I've been there. Um, another one is a uh, girlfriend. I've been watching girlfriend. I'm on season two of girl. Man, I should have Angie Stone sing the hook, sing the jingle for this podcast, but. I'm watching, I implore all the fellas out here in these streets in this dating game, go check out some episodes of Girlfriends. They are dropping so many gems of game. I'm learning more about, it's making more things and trials and tribulations make sense to me in my love life as I watch Girlfriends because a lot of these girls are sophisticated hoes. Like, it's crazy. Joan was the only one that had some sense. Like, she had the 90-day rule. She had read... That was a rule that came from the Think Like a Man, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man book with Steve Harvey years later. Joan was already on that. She said, you ain't getting this cat unless you invest 90 days of time. And she made a couple exceptions. For, you know, I probably would have been one of the cats she made an exception for. But anyway, um, I can relate to Joan because I'm, I'm usually the structure one. I'm usually the DD. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm usually the reliable one. But I'm rambunctious and spontaneous like the other cats. Like, Maya was a hoe. She's nasty. She had a whole she she but she she emotionally cheated on homeboy. She cheated on as I'm I'm watching season two. She emotionally cheated on uh on Darnell. Even Darnell, yeah, Darnell really wasn't shit. He could've he could have did better. He was a baggage handler. He could have stepped up his game, but whatever. And Tony, uh, uh, she was the OnlyFans before OnlyFans was a thing. The gold digging digger. I just, oh, just definitively a digger. That's why I don't trust real estate agents to this day. Like, she is nasty. She was fine though. Them titties was protruding. She didn't have a bra on in certain episodes. It was nice. It was nice to look at, but when you look into the character of these individuals, it's like, damn. Y'all, four different types of crazy. And Lynn, stick a finger in her head. You know, she's a Scorpio. Just nasty. Catch her at arcades and shit. Like, you know, this is a big old freak. This oof. oof I've, I've had, I've had a Lynn too. I've had, yeah. Anyway, um, I just have a different perspective on it. You know what I mean? And, and it, it, they drop a lot of game and you get to know all the different layers and depths of women. You know what I mean? They, they internalize and compartmentalize a lot of shit too. Um, just pay attention though, fellas. I just say what, it, what I can take from that is pay attention. Um, relationship is give and take shit. And, um, I, one thing that I am, I've understand from back in the day versus now, like you wonder why our grandparents were able to stay together so long is because they gave each other space. They gave each other space. You dig? Sometimes they didn't talk like grandpa would leave and go to work at five, six, seven o'clock in the morning and wouldn't be back until seven, eight at night. And they, that's a whole 12 hours out of the day where him and, and grandma have not spoken. They ain't been on each other. They ain't tripping on each other's likes and shares and shit. They are, they both at work or handling the house or doing their thing and living their lives for the majority of the day. Then when they get home, they have all time and energy to talk with one another about what's going on. They got stories and shit because they didn't had a whole day and they didn't know what the other person was doing and they gave each other space. But now, you know, we with each other 24 seven. Like, you know what I mean? On, on, micromanaging each other's likes and who we follow and trying to insinuate who the other person wants to fuck it's, it's a lot that goes into us and um 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of back in the day, man, but I, I haven't finished girlfriends, so you'll be hit getting an update on that. I don't give a damn. Them women, they were skinny though. They could have, you know, they could have went back for seconds or thirds, but like they were a little frail, but tits were nice, but whatever. Um, the game, a spinoff from that, the game. I have a completely different perspective of that, of the game. Speaking of cheaters, Melanie cheated first. The game, remember the show, the game, the football, Tia Mori and Pooch Hall and them? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much Malik and my mama is Tasha Mack. If you know Cheryl, Cheryl is modern day Tasha Mack. That's my manager, tough. I'm Malik, right? I'm not as naive and, and self-centered and, and, and spoiled as homeboy. Yes, I like doing shit on my own. But if you think about like the one, two combo punch, like my mom and I are like the Wichita Malik and Tasha Mack. We probably should be that for Halloween. Anyway, um, the game. The game was some shit. The game was some shit. Um, Melanie was a, was a, she was kind of a skis as well. She was kind of a trollop. Cause she, she emotionally cheated on Derwin first. She was cheating with Mr. Trey Wiggs. That's why Derwin had to slide him in season four. Trey Wiggs, the dude, the same actor who got killed in the movie, set it off. The brother that got killed, yeah, and, and, and set it off. That's the same. That was the second time that I had seen him since then. So I was just sad. And she emotionally cheated with him. You know, like if you've seen the game, like he, Derwin was always jealous of Trey Wood because they went to the same school. They came around the same time. They were drafted the same year. But at Trey Wiggs career excelled exceptionally faster than Derwin's did. And he took off and he was a household name. And, and Melanie remained friends with that nigga knowing that Derwin didn't like him. Knowing that Derwin would be cool. And then when Derwin got wind, on the, wind of it, he told her, I don't want you hanging out with him again. And she's like, okay. And she hung out with him again. And then the paparazzi found out. Then it was downhill from there. Then Derwin like pleading his life to the broad on a jumbo trial while she looking dusted and disgusted and giving her Toyotas and proposing to her on a jumbotron and all of this shit. And what did she say? She said, I don't want to get married until I'm done with school. She was going to school to be a doctor, people. So like, you want me to wait another 10 years for you to make $100,000 a year and then you ain't going to make that till you pay off your student loans? I am a multimillionaire. Oh, that's 30 minutes. Multimillionaire football player. You know what I mean? Like, had a different perspective of that. You know what I mean? I was like, it was a good show, but she 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 pushed my man to cheat on her. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't giving him no kind of attention. I had a completely different perspective of that. I didn't like I didn't like how that went. Like you if, if you're not invested emotionally and you're not supporting me, and then another artist who can relate to my artistry gives me attention and she fine and she got a private room. And I'm I'm sexually frustrated. Something might happen, so I can understand Derwin's plight. We'll continue that later. Um, I'll probably continue that later with somebody else. Yeah, the game. Um, ladies, um, I don't know if you know this, but like if you are in a relationship with a man and you go uh, munch on the carpet behind closed doors, that is considered cheating. Just so you know, it's a lot of closet carpenters around here. A lot of young ladies who are made munch on another young lady's carpet did not deem that as cheating. But I want to tell you on behalf of all the other men around here, sharing is caring. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. So if you are, you know, fondling with another young lady behind closed doors and you're not including me, you are not tag teaming me, 
you are cheating. If you are not including your man and any other woman you're dealing with, that is cheat. That is exponential level of cheating. This is the raw and cut. This is the delirious podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm being just being irreverent today. But yes, shout out to the claws and carpenters. I see you. Because <laughs> I've had a lot of women who are, or are bisexual. They say I don't deem it as cheating if I sleep with another woman because it's just delicate and it's you know. It's more intimate. No, it's cheating. If your man didn't know and you didn't include him, you're cheating. I just wanted to clarify that. It's a great way to end it. Pussy is undefeated. Um, yeah, man. That's 30 minutes. That's episode two. We're going to have the second. Um, I'm going to have a guest on. I don't know who's going to be the next guest, but it's going to be somebody dope. I know a lot of dope individuals. Speaking of dopeness, uh, that's one of the designs for my merchandise. I'm dope and I push the envelope. I'm going to have two color schemes for that. Maroon and gold and baby blue and navy blue. Um, if you're going to commit crimes, wear black. Um, that's not one of the merchandise. I just wanted to drop that in. Um, wear black or something invisible. These, these niggas need an invisibility cloak. Or something. I'm like, we might edit that out. But uh, what else? What else? Um for merch yeah a pinch to urban pie i have merch for my shirt i'm on instagram a pinch to urban um navy blue shirt i'll make other color screens i will as soon as i get rid of these tees as soon as y'all help me get rid of these and purchase they are 20 dollars a piece t-shirts are 20 dollars each as soon as i get rid of these t-shirts i will get hoodies and sweatshirts made i gotta make my money and i can reinvest um pinch to urban podcast merch i'm dope and i push the envelope merch um, the other one is improve and improv. I'm missing one. I think that's it. Oh, all gas, no brakes. That one's almost gone. The all gas, no brakes one is pretty much gone. Now, y'all tapped into that one quick. Um, I just want to say I love y'all and I appreciate the support, man. Um, I'm available on all platforms. Um, if you think of any good topics for me to talk about, please let me know. Um, I'll be happy to give my perspective on it. Uh, we will have other guests on here. We have other segments. Um, if you think of any other dope guests or local artistry or dope artists, you know, you would think would be dope for the show. It's a pinch to urban podcast. It's, I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm going to talk about stand up comedy. I'm going to talk about events. I'm going to talk about issues, topics, hot topics like Wendy Williams. How you doing? That type of shit. You know what I mean? But I'm going to give a more level-headed perspective in my opinion on that thing that type of thing um what else i think that's it man it's the second one i'm still working out the kinks so uh thank y'all for tapping in i will be uh uploading this to anchor and seeing how it gets to other places like it says it's supposed to go to like i sound like my sound like a grandpa up here it sounds like it says it's gonna do well um yeah, it's Apple Music and Spotify. I gotta get all this other shit uploaded. But yeah, man, I'm excited for where this is going. Like I said, I have a gig at the Looney Bin, um, MCing, uh, November 19th, 20th, and 21st. Um, I'll be appearing on the Big Will and Esteban show next Tuesday, which is, I guess today's the 22nd, the 20th, 27th, October 27th at 7 p.m. I'll be going live on the book. Um, should be another dope one. Myself and Dave the Caveman Ruggles, a prize fighter. Uh, he's from Derby. He's from right here in the dub, the Dirty Derby. Straight out of Derby. But he, 
with how hard he hits you. I think he's from Mulvane or some shit. Like he hit hard. Um, yeah, man, that's that. And um, as soon as I get the December date of me headlining, as soon as I get that confirmed and solidified, you all will be the first to know. Thank you for tuning in. I'm, I'm, hopefully, we have a jingle or some kind of theme song ready when we tap in for the third time. Um, thank you all so much. I am a Kiwan Moses. I don't know if I said it. This is Kiwan Moses, stand up comedian, entertainer. You know who it is. Creator, CEO, comedian behind a pinch to urban podcast. Tap in. Um, I love y'all, man. It's the start of something great. I'm excited. Um, see y'all later. Bye. Peace.